This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. One of the great pleasures in life is a hug from Karen McGee. And because of the AMI Christmas party yesterday, I got two of them. One at the start of the party and one at the end of the day. A glorious day in my life. Karen McGee, still in the greater Toronto area, joining us for a regional reports, not from Morrisburg, Ontario, but from down the hall in Studio One. Hello, Karen. It's one of the reasons I come to Toronto is for the hugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason we come to Toronto, just for the quality hugs. Uh, Karen, let's talk about some stuff going on in the region, beginning in Thunder Bay with the Rowan Tree Collective, a programming hub for adults with autism. So why was this particular hub so important for the community? So we've talked about this before. There is a serious lack of resources for adults with autism. Um, there's a lot of time and money devoted to children with autism. Um, getting the training, um, getting them skills. But once they sort of adult out of high school around the age 21, there's not a lot of programs for them. We see um, something in Cornwall called Beyond 21 that was set up by parents. And this is something similar. So the Rowan Tree Collective, it's it's a new programming hub for adults in Thunder Bay with autism and neurodiversities. Um, Started by parents, lack, again, it's the lack of programming, right? They wanted a place that was safe, inclusive, and judgment-free. And a place that would also give structure, routine, while learning life skills to their to their children. Um, they they do a lot of great programming there. This type of programming is obviously needed up there. They expect they're going to be at capacity soon. That's how needed it was. It just opened recently. It's so needed it's almost full. They're trying to find ways to accommodate everybody. Um, but they also hope that it's going to inspire other parents in the area to create some programming that is inclusive like this and just... Give, give kids who have aged out of, out of the school system something to do and more opportunities. So what are some of the activities they have on offer for, the, for these individuals? So they focus on the five branches of programming, which are recreation, entertainment, health and wellness, active citizenship, life skills, and employment and volunteerism. And actually the My day... My gosh, that's like the Dave Brown table of happiness. <laughs> it, it looks like a wonderful thing. On the, on the day of the, uh, the, the, the reporter from CBC did this story, they were actually, they started with a yoga class. And then the, the members were doing making sandwiches for a local soup kitchen called St. Andrew's Drew, Do Drop In, which I love that name. Anybody who loves the Waltons would love that name. Um, it, which, it's a local soup kitchen. Then they take the, the food to the local soup kitchen. They interact with, with the people at the soup kitchen. And, you know, people are getting to, to know them. And it, it's giving people life skills, getting people out in the community and getting involved. And everybody wants to be involved. And everybody, you know, wants to feel included. And this program sounds like it's wonderful. It's been well thought out, well structured. And we're hearing more and more about this, where it's actually the parents that are starting up the things. Because, at tw- like I said, at 21, there's not a lot available. Yeah, it serves a really, really important gap for, for adults to continue to receive supports and programming uh, to make sure they have uh, meaningful opportunities to engage with the community as well. So really cool to see that at that collective in Thunder Bay. So if folks want to learn more, they can visit rowantreecollective.ca, rowantreecollective.ca. Rowan is spelt, and this is always an adventure anytime I spell anything, R-O-W-A-N, R-O-W-A-N, rowantreecollective.ca. Karen McGee, let's talk about your turf. 
Because community reporter Shiny Saravanamuthu stepped all over your turf yesterday in her community report that's allegedly about Montreal. But no, 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 no. Shiny went down the 401 into Morrisburg, into Ontario, and started talking about Upper Canada Village and their A Light at Night event, which is super cool. Great opportunity to tour Upper Canada Village. But there's an accessibility angle to this as well. So how are they making the space accessible to visitors? First of all, she's more than welcome to come in Morrisburg. I'm just up the road. I'm, I live, my house is a mile away. If they can get, the forum was closed yesterday, so good luck anybody who was trying to get to a light the night last night. Um, the So what they do, and they do this for their pumpkin fern, and I've talked about it a lot, but I think it's really important. So what they do is they actually have a night, and the next one is December 13th, where people who have mobility issues can get driven through the village. Now, you know, that the part of me that's a purist that says, first of all, there shouldn't be electricity for lights in the village, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> oh and they're driving cars down these roads where only horses are. Ah, my brain. But it, it's it's a really great way to see it from the comfort of your vehicles. Um, people will guide through. There's someone from the village who knows how to get through. They maintain the road so the cars can get through when they, when they do have snow, which we don't right now um, at home. Um, and they just drive you through so you can enjoy the lights at your own speed. Um, they do a specific nights for it. The next one's December 13th. Um, and it's just a lovely way for people who may not be able to enjoy because it is a lot of walking. Like when you go, you can take the horse carriage around, but we usually walk. And it's it's a lot of walking. And, you know, it's cold. It can get cold. The breeze oh is gosh, off the yeah. river. The breeze, it's right on the river. So, like, the breeze comes off the river. So even if it's fine in the parking lot, by the time you get into the actual village, it's cold. And that, that can be a really cold wind. So being able to be in the comfort of your car is a wonderful way to experience all the lights. Yeah, not to mention the the roads there can get a little bumpy. If somebody's using a mobility device, it can get a little bit dicey uh, trying to get through the streets of uh, Upper Canada Village. So, Karen, you mentioned it before, but remind me, when is the next accessibility night and how should people go about getting tickets? Because there is some reservation involved here. Yeah, so I I do keep mentioning like December 13th because that was the next date that I saw. I know they have one December 6th. If you go online to uppercandavillage.com, and you find the accessibility link. It's one, it's one of the top points that they have on their list of, of things to know about the, the event. And you click on the accessibility information and you actually book a time. It's in 15-minute intervals. So you have to physically book your time. You be there. You just can't show up, though. I don't want to say this. They're pretty accommodating there, but they would prefer a, a reservation to get in. Um, and someone will be there to guide you through. So just go through. It, it sets up a reminder, like a reminder in your, your calendar when to come, and you can book your tickets and enjoy. And you, it's, you know, obviously your family can come in the car too. Karen, you love Christmas. There's like no getting around that, whether it's Hallmark <laughs> holiday movies or the lights or the songs or the festivities or the sweaters. Take your pick. You're a fan. What is it that you like so much about this Alight the Night event? Because I know Upper Canada Village is a place that, like, it means a lot to you, but I feel like this event also means a lot to you. So full disclosure, it took me a while to get used to it because I did kind of go, wait a minute. If they're being true, there was like back to the electricity thing. Now the village does have electricity for some pump and to keep the buildings heated. But it's like, wait a minute, they're putting lights on like buildings from the 1800s that would have no lights. So there was a problem. First time I saw it, I was blown away. These are buildings that I've loved my whole life. Um, my dad helped design the village, helped build it when it first opened. Um, so there's a connection to it and it's just something, I love the excitement. I love the people it brings to town. Um, the lineup at the local McDonald's is usually huge during the light of the night. Like it's, it's crazy. We see the traffic go by my house. It just makes me happy that people are enjoying something I love so much. And I know I sound really nerdy, don't I? No, no. You sound like someone who cares about your community. (laughs) 
A little bit. I may have mentioned Morseburg once or twice on the air. <laughs> once or twice. You you wear that with you wear that with a badge of honor. You also said the magic word McDonald's. Uh, your boy <laughs> definitely needs some McDonald's today after my late night last night. Uh, how are you enjoying your Toronto trip? I know it's always kind of quick ins and outs because you have responsibilities back home. But how how did you enjoy a day on the road yesterday? So just seeing the people that some people I haven't been able to see for three almost three years has meant so much because it's you know we I, this is going to sound corny and hokey but we really are feel like a family here at AMI we all get along really well um it, it's just nice to see people you know connect with some people who came from across the country um met with uh, one of our uh, external production companies this morning for breakfast it's always all business Karen McGee gotta get at least one business <laughs> meeting and then make it feel good but it, it's just seeing everybody and I got that real sense yesterday that everybody was just happy to be in the same place yeah, you and uh, you and Don Dickinson were striking up a fun conversation. I had a nice sidebar with Andrika Delanerol yesterday. Corinne Van Dusen was in the building. A lot of our uh, marketing team was here. I didn't get too much time to chat with Greg David. I was upset about that. I love hanging out with Greg, but he was uh, he was busy. But it was awesome to see folks here yesterday. I agree. There are moments where this AMI family like really flourishes, and days like yesterday were one of them. Although I will say. By the end of the afternoon, I was kind of feeling like, get the heck out of my office, everyone. You're making a lot of noise. I'm trying to do some work here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, you know, but it's okay because I had a glass of red wine with me at my desk while I was doing that. So, you know, that's not too shabby. I, I could get used to the Don Draper-esque lifestyle of, uh, of, of doing my work. I can, I can see that, that for that you. Way. I yeah. can see that for you. Yeah, me and Don Draper uh, from Mad Men were like the exact same person, uh, minus the handsomeness and charmingness and, uh, you oh, know, Oh, you're talents. very handsome oh, and charming. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. The, I wasn't just fishing for a compliment there. Uh, but Karen, allow me to lend this playing with a compliment to you. You are such a great fixture on this show throughout the year, and this is the last time we're going to be checking in live in 2022. I want to thank you for your participation participation on the news quiz and your regional reports, and you also will pop on the show from time to time uh, when we need an extra voice or a little bit of extra help. The work you do as part of this team is something that we can't even quantify, so we thank you for everything you do, and all the best to you and the family and the animals and everybody else over the holiday season stop making me blush first of all you know i don't like that <laughs> but it is it is one of the joys of my life we were talking yesterday how when we first started bringing my role onto back then it was ami audio i did not want to do this i was like there is you heard me i'm there's no way i'm going on the air <laughs> and now i actually look forward to it so and a lot of that's because of you and your coaching dave so thank oh. you for everything you do Compliments flying around through and through. <laughs> oh, and also, you know who I also want to make mention of? We got a chance to catch up with Grant Hardy a little bit yesterday, oh. for our, from formerly of the Vancouver Bureau, now part of the uh, Kelly and Company team. My gosh, I don't think I'd seen Grant Hardy since, oh, man, 2017, 2018. Nice time catching up with uh, Grant as well. So, yeah, so much fun to get together with the team yesterday and reconnect with some folks. Karen, we got to get out of here. Thank you once again, and have a great day. Safe travels back to Morrisburg. Thank you, my friend. That is Karen McGee a content development specialist for AMI, hanging out in Toronto. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.